what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Are you ready for some spirit-filled real talk? Let's do it. I was in a group last night and there was some time to reflect and to share and some of what was coming up was resistance to doing what we know to do, okay? There was this general theme that was forming like, oh, like I really wanted to do that thing or I convinced myself to do that thing but then I just had this thought that I didn't feel like it and I'll just get to it later. Or I don't really want to eat that sugar. I have a hate relationship with sugar right now. But then I can't figure out why I keep doing it. Like I just keep eating all this sugar and I don't get it. Like in any other area of my life, I can make these changes. But for this area, I can't seem to change. Or I can't understand why this person would walk out of my life or no longer wants to be with me when we value the same things and on and on and on and on, right? And the short answer to what was happening across the board was patterns. Patterns and programming stacked over time is why. And often why is the wrong question. I don't know why I'm doing this. No, it's it's actually facts here, right? Like you keep thinking this thing, so you keep feeling this way, so you keep behaving that way as a result, right? So thoughts need to change before behavior can change, right? And unless you have self-awareness and can actually feel the discomfort when you're feeling it and resist the urge to dive into being busy or overthinking or overeating or whatever it might be to numb the feeling, you won't be able to shift the pattern and change the thinking, okay? And also... It's Holy Spirit that helps us make changes in our life. A lot of times it's Holy Spirit that gives us that gentle conviction of, hey, do this thing, or ooh, that thought isn't from God, right? We get those internal promptings, but we often ignore them. And this is a pattern that I want to present to you. You get to choose if you're going to continue to do that or not. Because the truth is we know when we're doing things that we don't want to be doing or that aren't good for us to be doing. We know. (laughs) But when we ask why, or I'm so confused, or I don't get it, we don't give ourselves enough credit, and we stay in a place of being victimized often by ourselves. Okay, so a lot of times that we are in pain and suffering, we are causing it. Not all the time, but a lot of times we are the source of our own suffering, and we can stop that, okay? and actually live in freedom and empowerment. So just found that really interesting. 
patterns. Think about patterns that you have in your life. And I'm going to go into some thinking today that will help you get a little more clarity on this so you can have the awareness, catch it faster, and invite God into that and help you make the changes that you're led to make in your life. So something to think about, it's the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. Okay, so I am a big advocate of, yes, definitely self-help, personal development. Those things have been very influential in my life. But when it's come to actual, you know, deliverance from an addiction or a complete relationship transformation or a complete health overhaul, that stuff I couldn't really step into without the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will help me renew my mind. The Holy Spirit's going to help me have the inspiration and the motivation, right, to stay connected to the vine and have the motivation to keep going forward on the changes that I'm making, right? The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, not just tell you the truth. He'll guide you into all truths. This means often, (laughs) do not be surprised, this means often that you will be put in the exact opposite circumstance of the truth he's teaching you by experience. Have you seen that to be true? Right? You're like, but I decided that I'm doing this thing and I was led to do this. Why all of a sudden am I being challenged or tested or why is this conflict coming up? Right? Here it is. This means that you will be put in the exact opposite circumstance of the truth he is teaching you by experience. Think about it this way. How will you learn peace, right? Your circumstances will be the exact opposite of peaceful. (laughs) So when I have clients talking to me today, to me today, and they say, man, I just want this, this like peace that you exude. And I'm like, hold up. Like this isn't acting. First of all, supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding is real. And I'll be the first to tell you, it's not something that you create in a yoga class. Okay. It's the supernatural peace from God that allows you to be peaceful in storms. Doesn't mean that your life is just so calm and cool and collected. No, Especially if you have more peace and you go through hard things with God, you develop that peaceful, content spirit inside. It's a fruit of the spirit, right? This inner peace, this calm, steady trust, this stability, that comes from God. And it comes from being in a lot of, circ- in a lot of circumstances that are the exact opposite of peaceful, okay? <laughs> perseverance, right? Resilience. That's how you learn peace. Being in situations that are exact opposite of peaceful and choosing peace in the midst of them. Okay? That's character development right there. Okay? Your only peace will come from God, right? And you can feast on God's reality and live in his atmosphere. That's what I call God's vibes matter. You can feast. Think about that. You can feast on God's reality, right? the kingdom, heaven, and live in his atmosphere. That's not something that you have to set out to a future date or when this happens in your life or when that finally goes through. You don't have to postpone those things. You actually can have all of what God has promised you now. You can experience him and his reality in his atmosphere now and you can carry that 
into every situation you encounter, which truly makes you influential, right? But that doesn't come by being passive. (laughs) That comes by being diligent and active for sure, especially in becoming aware of your inner life and what's going on with your thought life or what's going on in your emotions or what you're storing up in your heart. Literally what is happening inside of you. To think that you can just excel on the outside and just cover things up or just take care of the outside and completely deny your inner work is being fooled. Okay, you will not ever experience the peace, the fulfillment, the freedom in your life that you ultimately desire. I call this multiple streams of peace. (laughs) You won't experience that if you completely deny your inner work. You just won't. No matter what you achieve, you'll achieve it and be like, this is it. Right. You'll be sorely disappointed. Okay. So I just want you to think about something for a minute when it comes to 2022, your year, all the things that you thought about stepping into, maybe you already made a vision board, you really wanted to do some cool things this year. Think about that now, right? And I want to give you a couple of questions to think a little bit differently about those things. Okay. What if 2022 is an invitation to upgrade your walk with God. What if that's 2022? And if you trust God, what could unfold in your life? So here's a couple of questions. What could your life look like if for the next six months you went on an all-out adventure with God by living in wonder and making trust a delight? I love this question. You probably have never heard it phrased this way, but that's how God works sometimes. What could your life look like if for the next six months you went on an all-out adventure with God by living in wonder and making trust a delight? In this group last night, I shared some revelation that obviously did not come for years, <laughs> right? But hindsight makes all the things clear. I recognize that my need to be busy, my need to achieve, my need to do, my need to just get things done and make things happen and constantly be figuring things out and being on the go, literally, right? It's wild when I look back at it. But this drive, this constant doing was revealing a total lack of trust. Trust was not a delight for me. I didn't trust life. I didn't trust people. I didn't trust myself. And I didn't know. So there, therefore, I certainly could not trust God, right? So my need, my basically my my fear was right that I couldn't trust that I wasn't supported that I wasn't taken care of that it's up to me and that's scary <laughs> cuz I don't know what the heck I'm doing right so years and years of my life I just kept taking risks and throwing myself into different situations to learn cuz I just thought that that's what you do right and then you'll just get wisdom from that over time right but the preparation or, or moving in wisdom before things would have been super helpful. <laughs> 
So for me to slow down in my life meant that I had to feel what was going on inside of me. And it meant that I had to be willing to heal from past trauma and things that created that rhythm for me, that tempo for me, right? Because I had to recognize that that's actually not normal. That's not healthy. And if you live from trust, you would show up like a completely different human, right? So that was like a like huge aha to many of the women that I was on the call with last night. They were like, oh my God, I'm not trusting either. (laughs) And I'm like, I get it. Where does that come from? And are you willing right? To go on an all-out adventure with God by living in wonder and making trust a delight. So I just love this invitation to think about what would delightfully trusting in God look like? What does that look like? And how, how could I be on this all-out adventure of living in wonder and making trust a delight? That's interesting to me. <laughs> I'm willing to explore answers to that, right? What kind of peace would you experience if you did that? What kind of miracles could you see? Like if you took your foot off the gas and started slowing down for a minute and were a safe space, like you can decide I'm safe, I'm supported, it's okay for me to feel this, it's okay for me to process this oh, what, what is this coming up for me to learn? You can just engage it with some curiosity, right? What peace would you experience in starting to move in ways of pleasantness and peace, right? That's how God leads. He leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. So if you chose to delightly trust in those ways, right, what kind of peace would you experience? Or what kind of miracles could you see? And I believe that there's lots of different manifestations of miracles, but the most simplest form of a miracle is a shift in perception. That's a miracle. (laughs) You lived your whole life believing a lie, let's say, not knowing it was a lie, and all of a sudden you get divine revelation and it changes your whole life. That's a miracle, okay? How much of a blessing could you be? Again, if you were on an all-out adventure with God by living in wonder and making trust a delight, how much of a blessing could you be doing that, right? What would people's experience of you be like? What seeds would you sow in the spirit and the natural for your future generations? What influence could you have in your sphere? Think about that. Or what would it be like to leave an inheritance for your children's children's children, right? When you read the word of God, these things become available to you and that reality becomes available to you and you can feast on God's reality and his atmosphere. You can literally cultivate that so that you're aligning with God, so that you think like him, you speak like him, you process with him. You never have to go through anything in your life alone when you have a relationship with God. So, so powerful, but we often take that for granted. So something that I wanted to talk about that is an indicator that we are not trusting (laughs) or that we are not in faith. Okay, let me say it this way. How do you know your level of faith? 
how can you tell your level of faith? My response, your level of frustration. Your level of frustration. Because here's what happens. When we are not in faith, we get frustrated because it's up to us. We have to figure it out. We have to lean on our own understanding. We have to reason our way or worry our way or get anxious, right? Or overthink. That's how you can tell if you're in faith or not. When you're frustrated, you've often stepped out of faith and now it's on you. You're not trusting God. You're not delightfully trusting at all, okay? So something that's interesting that I like to do is make fear your to-do list. (laughs) Whatever your fears are, turn that into your to-do list. Like that's clearly what you need to step into next, whatever you're afraid of. So that is how you can build your faith too. I've often found that to be true, okay? And I really want to present about the mind today and give you some, some tools because to overcome what the pattern is that you've been programmed to repeat, right? Or to rehearse or to practice, you need to challenge it with a pattern or a posture of faith and practice faith, okay? So I'm just gonna hold up for you something that might not be on your radar that is preventing you from delightfully trusting and then give you some practical ways to trust, okay? So what often blocks us from trust is a quote-unquote confused mind. A confused mind. Ever been there? Well, I just don't know. I don't know why this is happening to me. I just feel so confused. I don't get it. I don't understand right? Confused mind. So often wondering and confusion are relatives. (laughs) So wondering rather than being definite in thought can cause doubt and confusion. Hear that. Wandering and wondering, right? We like wonder and we waver, right? rather than being definite in thought, can cause doubt and confusion. This is a reflection of not asking God for wisdom. Because if you ask of God, he gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding. Okay? So it's really important to pay attention because to overcome wondering or doubt and confusion We have to ask God for help so that we can receive what we need from God. Because when we start engaging in the wondering and the wandering and the confusion, right, we become a quote-unquote man of two minds. The the Bible calls this a double-minded man. And it's a picture of confusion, right, where we're constantly going back and forth, never deciding on anything, moving into passivity or procrastination and inaction, right? And as soon as we think we make a decision... Here comes a doubt. Here comes a wonder. (laughs) Here comes some confusion that gets us operating in two minds and then we're uncertain about everything and then we don't do anything, right? Versus when we have the word of God and when we're renewing our mind with the truth, when we're reading the word, when we're meditating on it day and night, right? When we're constantly keeping this before us and strengthening ourselves in the Lord, right? We become definite in thought, So that when a doubt comes, when a little wandering thought comes, 
right? When confusion tempts us, we don't have to engage it. We don't have to partner with it, okay? So unfortunately, many of us live our lives like this though. We allow the double-mindedness just to be normal and then operate in confusion in everything, okay? The word says it this way, oh ye of little faith, why reason? (laughs) Right? So wondering leads to doubt and confusion, right? And a large part of people are confused. Why? One reason is wondering. Another, though, is reasoning. And the dictionary likes to say that reasoning is to use the faculty of reason to think logically. An underlying fact or motive that provides logical sense for a premise or occurrence. Okay, a simple way to say it is that reasoning occurs when a person tries to figure out the why behind something. Reasoning causes the mind to revolve around and around a situation, issue, or event, attempting to understand all its intricate component parts. We are reasoning when we dissect a statement or teaching to see if it's logical and disregard it if it's not. Okay, so we often have inspiration or the will of God stolen from us due to reasoning. Okay, so God might direct you to do a certain thing, but if it doesn't make sense to you, if it's not logical to you, if somebody else gives you their opinion (laughs) or criticizes what you don't feel confident about yet, you may be tempted to disregard it, right? What God leads a person to do does not always make logical sense. Have you noticed? (laughs) The Holy Spirit may affirm it and our minds might reject it, especially if it would be out of the ordinary or unpleasant or if it would require personal sacrifice or discomfort. So a huge revelation, golden nugget, pearl of wisdom that I shared yesterday in this group was that In order to experience what God is leading us to do, in order to step into that God idea, to that God dream, to manifest that thing that God put on your heart, you have to be willing to experience the opposite. Hear that. In order to step into what you want, you have to be willing to experience the opposite. Right? I want this because I'll feel more comfortable. Then you have to be willing to feel uncomfortable right now. I want this because I want to be seen this way. Well, then you have to be willing to not be seen that way and not care what people think about you and move out of people pleasing and into being a God pleaser instead. Right? Or I want to be able to achieve X, Y, or Z. Well, great. Then likely what's going to be part of that is failure and mistakes and missteps and getting it wrong and being humbled, right? Sometimes too, it's even the preparation for the promise. Like you might be somebody that, you know, knows what is on your life, what you're called to do. You might have known that from a very young age, right? But what you might not have been prepared for was the 18 years maybe that took you, right? 
preparing so that you'd actually be ready to step into the call that's on your life in the way that you initially saw it, right? You might not be prepared for that 18 years of preparation. Are you willing to endure that so that you can fulfill the call on your life? Sometimes we don't sit in this reality, right? Like if this is your purpose, like I'm in it no matter what, right? We, we don't have that definiteness of purpose, that certainty, but we could if we chose to just trust and believe in God. Tracking? Okay. So really, really important to see how that creeps in, right? It's, it's nice, right? If our spirit and if our mind agree, but if they don't, we should always choose to follow the spirit, not necessarily trust our mind and our thoughts and our logic or our feelings, right? We can see what they're holding up for us. Maybe it's revealing, you know, a lack of faith here in this area. Maybe it's revealing an opportunity to trust God on this or to, to lean more into him or to celebrate or to praise in advance or to posture and position yourself in faith and show up differently because of that, right? Maybe it's exposing something for you, okay? So think about that, all right? Anytime we see what the word says and we refuse to do it, reasoning has somehow gotten involved and deceived us into believing something other than the truth, okay? So we cannot, we do this, but this is going to lead you into confusion and it's going to seriously prevent you from delightfully trusting. We cannot spend excessive time trying to understand mentally everything the word says, Okay, we even do this to ourselves with the word of God. If we bear witness in our spirit, we can move ahead and do it. Okay, so if God, I have found this to be true. If God wants us to obey him, whether or not we feel like it, want to, or think it's a good idea, just do it. <laughs> right? When God speaks through his word, or we get that confirmation in our inner man, we're not to reason, debate, or ask ourselves if what he said is logical. When God speaks, we are to mobilize, to move, right? Not rationalize, okay? So trust God, not human reason. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight and understanding. This has probably been one of my biggest blocks from experiencing fulfillment, freedom, wholeness, peace, joy, right? It's just this need to to reason things out or these these doubts and these thoughts that will come and challenge what I quote unquote thought I knew, right? Versus me just determining and setting myself and positioning myself in faith and standing firm, taking a stand for that, right? And moving forward in that certainty. Certainty is something that I can create, right? God creates that for me and I can trust him and that makes me certain. Things don't have to be certain around me for me to be certain, okay? All right, so keep this in mind. Reasoning opens the door for deception and brings much confusion, okay? When we reason and figure something out that seems to make sense to us, we might be completely deceiving ourselves, okay? We might reason it to be correct, but it still may be incorrect. And the human mind loves logic and safety. (laughs) So 
the human mind will always want to find order and reason. And it only likes to deal with what it understands. It often resists what it doesn't understand. Okay? So that, you can probably tell, completely opposes faith. Okay? So God does give us understanding on many issues, but we don't have to understand everything to walk with God and to walk in obedience to his will. We can simply do what the word says. When you experience doubt, do what the word says. Yep, 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 yep. So practical way to do that, literally, wherever you're experiencing the doubt, you're experiencing the anxiety, a worry, some confusion, some double-mindedness, study and grow stronger in the area that seems to be being attacked, okay? So... There are times, for example, when God leaves huge question marks as tools in our lives to stretch our faith. And unanswered questions crucify the flesh life. It's difficult, though, for us to give up reasoning and simply trust God. But once the process is accomplished, the mind enters into a place of rest. So reasoning is one of the busy activities in which the mind engages that prevents discernment and revelation knowledge. And there's a big difference between head knowledge and revelation knowledge, okay? I don't know about you, but I want God to reveal things to me in such a way that I know in my spirit that what has been revealed to my mind is correct. I don't want to reason to figure it out and to be logical, rotating my mind around and around and around, right? until I'm worn out and confused. I want to experience the peace of mind and heart that comes from trusting in God, not in my own human insight and understanding, okay? So huge, huge, huge. Reasoning is not the normal condition in which God wants our mind to reside. It leads to chaos, it leads to confusion, it leads to deception, and it gets very dangerous if you just allow that to keep happening. So be aware when your mind is filled with reasoning, it's not normal, okay? At least not for a believer that wants to be victorious, okay? Let me put it that way. So the believer who intends to win the war that is fought in your mind has to pay attention that that is something that we can justify as normal, but it is not normal, okay? We feel and we convince ourselves that we feel secure if we have things figured out. We don't want any loose ends in our life, right? We want to be in control. And when we don't understand things, we feel out of control and frightened, right? But this is something that God will require you to give up. <laughs> we, we don't want to be addicted to reasoning because, again, that's the opposite of faith, okay? When you become addicted to wrong mental activity, just as somebody else can get addicted to drugs or alcohol, right? When you give it up, at first you might experience a withdrawal, right? There's a gap now. You have a lot of freed up energy that was devoted to worrying, to confusion, to double-mindedness, right? And that can feel frightening, but that space can be filled with truth and with joy and with wisdom and revelation knowledge, right? To the point where you no longer will be able to attain or will be able to entertain or tolerate the pain and labor of reasoning because it is, it is a labor to reason. Okay. So just want to offer that the confusion 
is something you do have control over. You can turn that over to God, right? You can repent of double-mindedness and you can choose to set yourself on the truth and renew your mind, okay? As you renew your mind and that word gets in you, you can have a greater sense of trust and faith building inside of you that allows you to delightfully trust God in situations versus frantically worry and reason, okay? So how do you do this? The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, okay? So if you have made a firm decision to choose right thoughts deliberately, right? You choose to think right. What does that mean? It choose You choose to align with the mind of Christ, okay? If you want to follow God's footsteps, then you must think like God does, right? Our thinking leads to our action. So right away, you're probably thinking, well, that's impossible, <laughs> right? I'm never going to be able to do that, right? But it says in Ezekiel, a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall heed my ordinances and do them. Okay. So we do this with our new nature, which is the nature of God deposited in us. Okay. So God knew from this scripture, we can tell God knew if we were to heed his ordinances and walk in his statutes, walk in his promises, walk in the truth, he would have to give us his spirit and a new heart and mind. (laughs) There's no other way to do it. Have you noticed that too? (laughs) So the mind of the flesh often leads us to death and destruction. And death is just every kind of misery, right? So a, a way to think about, like, am I walking and aligning with the mind of Christ or not? You can just discern life and death. Literally. Use your discernment muscle, okay? If something is ministering death to you, stop doing it, right? And when certain lines of thought fill you full of death, you know immediately that it's not the mind of the spirit, okay? Think about that. So here are a couple of things that you can use or utilize here to build the mind of Christ. Number one, think positive thoughts. Think positive thoughts. Okay. Do two walk together except they agree? Can't really walk with God if you don't agree with God. (laughs) Okay. If a person is thinking according to the mind of Christ, what will his thoughts be like? They will be positive. Okay. They will be positive. The mind of Christ in us is positive. Therefore, anytime we become negative or frustrated, we've stepped out of faith and we're not operating the mind of Christ. Okay? Discouragement, depression, despair. These are not the mind of Christ. And we don't have to sit and dwell in them. Okay? It says in Psalm 3.3, God is our glory and the lifter of our heads. He wants to lift everything up is how I break that down. He wants to lift up our hopes, our attitudes, our moods, our head, our hands, our heart, our whole life. He's our divine lifter if we so choose, right? Ask, ask. A lot of times we don't even ask. God wants to lift us up. The enemy wants to press us down. Who do you want to partner with? Okay. Think about that. 
okay? And if you are experiencing a lot of heaviness, you can identify the nature and the cause of the problem, recognize that depression steals life and light, remember the good times, praise God in the midst of the problem, and ask God for help. You don't have to go that through, you don't have to go through any of that alone, right? Listen to God when you ask him for help, and sometimes pray for deliverance and keep seeking God's wisdom, knowledge, and leadership, okay? But you don't have to just accept it as normal. There are practical things that you can do to change the quality of your life, okay? So number one, think positive thoughts. Number two, be God-minded, okay? Isaiah 26.3 says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, amen, whose mind, both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, hopes confidently in you. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, Amen. That is my portion, right? And that comes from continual fellowship, daily connection with God. Okay? So think about it. It's impossible to have full fellowship with anybody without having your mind on that person. Okay? (laughs) So we can safely say that the thoughts of a person functioning in the mind of Christ would be on God and his mighty work. Okay? A lot of times, that's not what we're doing. We're not meditating on God and his works. We're not fellowshipping with God. And we're just shutting off that peace from flowing. It's available, but we shut it off when we don't meditate on God and his works. And when we don't fellowship with him, right? Psalms are a great place to meditate on God and his works. You can see it a lot here. Take this one, Psalm 63, 5 and 6. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches. I will meditate also upon all your works and consider all your deeds. I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I ponder the work of your hands. When you think about what you're filling your mind with, does it sound like that? Does it look like that? (laughs) Right? David spoke frequently about meditating on God and his goodness, his works and his ways. And David was also deeply afflicted. (laughs) He gave you a battle strategy here. Okay? So... That is a huge thing. Be God-minded. That's not just a cute thing to say. That's something that we diligently develop and practice. Number three, be God-loves-me-minded. Okay? Hear me out. 1 John 4, 16. And we know, understand, recognize, and are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on The love God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him. Be God loves me minded. Okay? So I will be the first to tell you that I had a very unconscious, vague sort of understanding that God loved me. 
But the love of God is meant to be a powerful force in our lives and one that will take us through even the most difficult trials into victory. Okay. In Romans 8.35, Paul, the Apostle Paul says this, Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? Okay. It says, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Okay. So even in studying this, I became conscious and aware of God's love for me through thinking about his love and by confessing it out loud or seeing his love operate in really difficult circumstances. I learned scriptures about the love of God and meditated on them day and night, confessed them out of my mouth. I walked around my house saying them all the time, right? And just would shower myself, literally just speak it over myself, wash myself in the word is how I could say it. So that his love can be so real to me as I live my life. There's a conscious knowing of what that means so that I don't have to keep living in fear or doubt or distrust, okay? For example, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Wow, right? Like if I'm living my whole life in fear, I've got no love operating here. Interesting, right? God loves us perfectly as we are, right? So believers operating out of the mind of Christ are not going to think about how terrible they are. They will have a righteousness-based thought life, okay? So you can develop this by meditating regularly on who you are in Christ, okay? We don't have right standing with God because we do everything right or we have to prove anything. We have it because he gives us right standing as a gift of his grace. And we receive that by faith. And the more we believe that, the more we begin to produce the fruit of right behavior. Okay? So another way to say that is be righteousness conscious versus sin conscious. All right? (laughs) Number four, have an exhortative mind. So to exhort means to encourage. Okay? The person with the mind of Christ thinks positive, uplifting, edifying thoughts about other people as well as about himself and his own circumstances. Always assume the best, right? I'd rather assume the best and be wrong, right? Rather than assuming the worst and being wrong. Yee, right? <laughs> Always have an exhortative mind. Number five, develop a thankful mind, right? A powerful life cannot be lived without thanksgiving. It just can't. Being thankful is a life principle, and we can be thankful in all things, okay? And if a person does not have a thankful heart or mind, thanksgiving will not come out of his mouth. When we're thankful, we're going to actually say so, all right? Offer thanks for everything. And often you can praise and offer thanksgiving in advance as a sacrifice of praise, right? Sacrifice of praise is exposing your level of faith, okay? Number six, be word-minded. And you have not his word, his thought, living in your hearts because you do not believe and adhere to and trust in and rely on him who he has sent. 
That is why you do not keep his message living in you because you do not believe in the messenger in whom he sent. So God's word is his thoughts written down on paper for our study and consideration. And his word is how he thinks about every situation and subject. So if you want to think rightly about a situation or subject, you can meditate on it in his word. Okay? It's a life principle. As you meditate on the word of God, it will minister life to you. And ultimately, you can then express that to other people around you. Okay? And you can meditate on any area of your life. And as you do that, it will reveal who God wants to reveal himself as to you in that season, whether it's healer, whether it's provider, whether it's father, whether it's counselor, right? Whatever it might be, he wants to reveal himself to you and grow in greater fellowship with you. Okay? So, so powerful. So, so powerful. Okay. And then lastly, choose life. The mind of Christ, right? We can choose life or death. So the encouragement today, if you want to delightfully trust in your life, choose life, okay? Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that com- that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter, But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace. Peace in your mind, in your will, in your emotions, both now and forever. Okay? So whatever is true, lovely, worthy of reverence, honorable, seemly, just, pure, lovable, kind, winsome, gracious, virtuous, excellent, anything worthy of praise, think and weigh on that choose to fix your mind on it, right? Choose life, right? We can enjoy life to the fullest through loving and obeying the word of God, right? And the condition of your mind is described in scripture. You have the mind of Christ and you can begin to use it. And as you use your mind, you will grow in faith and you will grow in trust and you will change your behavior. You will step out and do different things that are revealed to you, which will grow your confidence. It'll grow your certainty. It'll grow your peace, right? But you have to do this continual watching over your thoughts and begin to take thoughts captive, right? And the Holy Spirit is quick to remind you if your mind is beginning to take you in a wrong direction, if you stepped out of faith and into frustration. (laughs) And when Holy Spirit does that, the decision becomes yours. Will you flow in the mind of the flesh or in the mind of the spirit? One leads to death. The other leads to life. Do you want to get better at delightfully trusting or do you want to live in confusion, chaos, doubt, distrust, anxiety, heaviness, right? We get to choose that. So a quick practical way to do this, again, from this conversation yesterday, I have found that the minute I get the intuitive hit, the internal prompting, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, a gentle nudge of the Holy Spirit, right? A God idea. The minute that happens inside of me, inside of me, I choose to act, okay? Because what I have found is the old pattern 
often shows up at the same time, right? When we get a choice to act, we're often going to convince ourselves into inaction or why we shouldn't. Okay, a simple example of this. Yesterday, there was an exercise that we were asked to do for this group, okay? We were asked to go live in a group immediately and share (laughs) all of these different takeaways and ahas for public consumption, okay? For most people, they're like, ah, nah, I ain't gonna do that, right? And I'm like, you know what? There's about 10 minutes between uh, what was completing and the next thing that I was going to do. And I'm like, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do it right now. Like this, this is what I'm being asked to do, what I what I literally committed to do, and I'm not going to make an excuse for myself. I'm going to literally <laughs> not move and just go live and like get it out, right? And do it, which was actually before I hopped on a call with all these ladies, right? And I found something that simple and subtle is what builds integrity, okay? And then eventually it builds integrity momentum. It's this process of keeping promises with yourself and getting better and better at doing the thing that you resist doing about making fear your to-do list. Okay. And doing the thing that's like, right. Because you get better at actualizing your potential. The more you step out and choose to remember what is true, right? Okay. My old unrenewed self might shy away from taking a risk, might stay silent, might hide, but my renewed self and my mind literally aligned with the mind of Christ, my righteous self, not self-righteous, right? (laughs) But my mind that is connected to God, that self is bold, courageous, follows through, takes action, steps out, moves when inspired, mobilizes, doesn't rationalize, doesn't overthink, doesn't question, doesn't doubt, right? She moves. So which one do I want to program? I always get to decide what pattern I'm going to practice and program and entertain and get really good at. Is it going to be my old unrenewed self? Because I can activate that. And a lot of times without trying. (laughs) Or am I going to program and practice this new renewed self? Which is it going to be? Which is it going to be? So I just want to offer that. Do the thing when you're inspired to do the thing. Take the action when you're inspired to take the action. Call the friend. Send the note. Go to that networking event. Make that post. Whatever whatever the thing is, don't rationalize it. Don't overthink it. Do it as you're led to do it. Pray for that person. Intercede for that person. Whatever it is, delightfully trust. You'll see it in your action, right? Delightful trust starts in your mind. Oh, that's new. That's a shift in perception. That's revelation knowledge, not self-knowledge. That's not logic. This is God, right? Then a trust, a faith starts building up in you. And then you'll see it in your behavior because faith takes action. And faith without works, though, is dead, right? So when you start taking aligned action, you get different results in your life. So a simple way to say this, too Rather than constantly being busy and overworking or just being involved in activity, I would rather let that die and take aligned action that's like Excel action. I'd rather take the big aligned action than trying to be busy 
taking all the action that doesn't get me anywhere and just digs a hole. Okay, so I just challenge you to think about these things. What could your life look like if you delightfully trust in God? What could prevent you (laughs) from delightfully trusting? What are the things that often block you? Because don't be surprised, they'll probably come up. So what is your strategy to strengthen yourself in the Lord so that you can delightfully trust and experience the joy, the peace, the freedom that he has for you today and every day? It's available now. Will you access it? That's my encouragement for you to think about on today. Okay, okay, okay. All right, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? Show some love. (laughs) You can subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, really wherever you get your podcasts. And there's also links so you can always share these episodes with friends as well. Sharing is caring, right? And coaching is a great way to actually integrate these tools into your life. Hearing it is one thing, actually walking it out and integrating it into your life and getting the benefits of it, something totally different. So coaching is often the vehicle that helps you do that. It's a secret weapon <laughs> to getting the results that you want in your life. And so if that is something that you're interested in experiencing for the first time, if you already believe in coaching and are ready to explore your next coach or mentor, visit julianapage.com. There are some slots open for Q2, so go check that out. Also, stay tuned. You can currently apply for the God's Vibes Mastermind. This is teaching that you can have access to. I mean, if you're liking the podcast, we go way deeper (laughs) in the God's Vibes Mastermind. So that is something that you want to apply for and get plugged into. You can also learn about that over at julianapage.com. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed.